0: nothing because i have been busy and you have watched all the things so give me the highlights well do you want to mention that you've
1: been gishing do people know what gishing
0: is i don't think people know what gishing is gish.com look it up that's what i've been doing okay okay that's
1: it um (laughs) full disclosure my youngest was exposed to covid not while he was with me so he's been away from me and so i've been sad and watching all the things (laughs) <laughs> so I watched the latest episode of Ted Lasso. I watched the finale, I guess. I didn't realize it was the finale of physical season finale. It's been renewed, so I can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, and I've watched a couple docs. I watched Pray Away on Netflix about like um uh, it wasn't necessarily conversion camps, but all the religious based things. I can't even there's a there's an actual group that you're not gay. You 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 can go on and marry a person oh, yeah. of the opposite sex. And like this guy was like huge in the in that I don't want to say field, but that in that whatever in that group. And he was said uh, that he had been gay, and he um, he and his wife had formerly been a lesbian, and they got married. And of course, he was just fooling himself, and he came out later that he was gay, and and then realized how much he had harmed all these people during his time saying, you know, that people could change. And I don't know. It's really good. I watched, or just randomly, it's been a movie that keeps getting suggested on my um, Netflix. And I clicked on it. And I am so glad I did. It's called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. And it's about Doug Kenny, I think is his last name. I, oh, I should have just wrote it down. But he um, created the National Lampoon Magazine and also came up with Animal House and Caddyshack and... It's just freaking hilarious. And it's about his life and very tragic death. And, I mean, it sounds really dark, but it's so freaking funny. It's really, really good. It's not a documentary, but it's acted out. It's got Will Forte. It pretty much has every comedian you've ever known in it. Because he, you know, was big with, like, Bill Murray and Mm -hmm. Gilda Radner and all them. So there's all these comedians playing those people, which is fun. And then, oh, back to documentaries. I watched a Val on Prime, which is a Val Kilmer documentary, which is getting so much buzz. And for good reason, it is very well done. It is kind of brilliant. I was trying to explain it to my kids. There's no, no story. There's no. There's no. I mean, there is, but there isn't. Of like, you know, like why? Why would I want to watch a Val Kilmer documentary? I can tell you now, yeah. you want to watch a Val Kilmer documentary. I was trying to explain it to Tweed,
0: and he was like, "Uh huh." I was like, "No, you'd love it." <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just so good. He had led a very interesting life. He's just. I mean, he he has from the from like childhood has videotaped everything in his life so behind the scenes of all the big movies you know top gun and real genius and all those things and like with marlon brando in um the island of dr moreau craziness and it's just oh it's just so well done and the fact that he has throat cancer now and he's lost his voice and he has the what's a tracheotomy so he's got the Mm -hmm. the tube oh it's just it's so sad but so well done And last but not least, kids and I watched the new Suicide Squad because we watched it on HBO Max. And it is fan-freaking-tastic. I posted that it reminded me of the first time I saw Guardians of the Galaxy and just made me excited. I don't know. It feels like they, they opened this up because bringing on, what's his name? James Gunn, I think, opened up that whole DC universe, which I am not a DC fan. Hard and fast Marvel fan. And I believe now that they could actually do something with DC if they brought him on and made it fun, which is what they've done with Marvel. The MCU is just amazing and heartfelt and fun all at the same time. And DC was just always so dark and gloomy and bleh.
0: think
1: I think they could do so much with it now. They just opened it wide. So very exciting if you're a comic book fan.
0: Cool. Yeah, well, I started Val. I have not finished it because I was needing to go to bed and the kids and i just watched the first spider-man i don't know why i just kind of was like let's watch the first spider-man it's so good and you like, have to halfway...
1: clarify first uh, time first i'm Holland. talking about
0: first i'm talking about toby Maguire okay. first spider-man i have not seen any of that stuff with uh Oh, uh, what's an Andrew Garfield oh I love those ones actually Mm-mm. haven't seen Tom Holland ones what none of those I'm a purist man Toby and wire all the way
1: oh no no mm-hmm. the Tom Holland <laughs> ones are perfection Andrew uh, Garfield ones were pretty good I'm like they didn't they got a lot of crap but I liked them they were very dark though in comparison yeah, that's
0: I don't know, maybe we'll watch them. Halfway through, my son's like, I don't think this is the same guy from the Avengers movie. And I was like, no, dear, it is not.
1: <laughs> I think your kids would love the Tom Holland ones, because those different. are so good.
0: Well, we might check it out. Um, And that's it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. aforementioned, I've been busy. Yeah. Anyway, hello, everybody, and welcome to that So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm here with my illustrious co-host, Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. Hello. Hello. And we are talking to you today. We are so close to finishing this up. We are talking about episode nine of *Cruel Summer*, *A Secret of My Own*. Hmm. Hmm. Now this is a real Kate heavy episode. Kate and Martin. So I think it's my turn to start us off.
1: It is. I'd love to hear what you say because I have a weird sentence in the middle of my first paragraph, and I don't know what if it's related to anything. I can't remember. So I let's was reading. See. Over,
0: <laughs> I was reading over my notes before we started, and there's a couple of parts I'm like, "What am I am I talking about?" For an episode where a lot happens, I don't really have a lot of notes, so this is going to be interesting. So we start with the on-screen text, and we are. Dealing with the fall of 1993 and 1994. So there's no 1995 in this episode. And we're back to Kate walking up to Martin's house that night. And she's crying. He invites her in. Yada, yada, yada. Looks around. Makes sure no one saw her come in. And then he closes. Locks the front door. So we see on screen text that says day one. Day one she's telling him how lonely she is. He says you're not alone. I'm here. So we intersperse these scenes in 1993 with scenes of Kate with her therapist in 1994. So in therapy now in 94, the therapist wants to talk to her again about grooming. She says a groomer isolates their victim. And in 1993, we see Kate putting her head on Martin's shoulder. And the therapist says he made himself your person who you could talk to, the only person that you could talk to. In 1993, she's sleeping on the couch and he puts a blanket on her and the therapist is saying that a groomer acts as a savior, but in reality, they are predators. Day two, Kate wakes up that morning on the couch. The therapist is saying how the false security that she felt was a trap. In 1993, Kate is walking around the house looking for Martin that morning. She sees the door to the basement open, so she walks down the stairs, and she goes to that corner with the mirrors, and she smiles at her reflection. She comes back upstairs, and in 94, Kate is saying to the therapist, there's something I haven't told you. In 1993, she finds Martin, tells him that she slept like a baby on the couch, and Right after that, she then tells the therapist, I wasn't always locked in the basement. Uh, buh, buh.
1: I love that she's laying on the couch and he's taking off her shoes. And I was like, when did she put on those ginormous tennis shoes with that dress? I missed that. <laughs> like, she put them on for that long walk to his house, which apparently is like across the street. Yep. And like, she had to throw on her BK Nights to go over to his house. <laughs> BK Nights was a shoe brand. That sucked. Just so y'all know. Okay. Back in 1993, we're at Kate's house and Rod wakes up. He's, or I don't know if he's even been asleep. He's been sleeping on the couch kind of because he and Joy have been up all night watching for Kate. Rod wants to call the cops, but Joy doesn't want Kate to be labeled a troublemaker. Joy tells him, you know, Kate's smart and she wouldn't put herself in harm's way. She'll show up for the first day of school. And as we already know, she did not. So he says, um... When she comes home, you are to tell her we are sorry. We will sort everything out as a family, which we need to do, Joy. And Joy's like, sure, sure, sure. We'll go over the (laughs) whole affair thing soon as Kate's home safe. (laughs) I got like a year. (laughs) Yay. So we cut back to Martin and Kate. And Martin is telling Kate that he needs to head into work early for a staff meeting. And then he asks her if she can handle the walk to school on her own. And I first was very confused. And I was like, where did she get clothes from? How was she dressed? I forgot she packed a bag. Yeah. So, and she's like, you know, thank you. You've been so nice to me. And he's like, well, I really like our friendship. I've never connected on a level with another student before. But you have to call me Mr. Harris. And she's like, okay. And we cut outside and this is the moment where um, Mallory is recording Martin getting soaked by the sprinklers and Kate kind of watching him out the window. And all of a sudden the Cranberries Linger starts playing. And when I was in high school, we had a kid named Marty Linger. And we say, what did you have to? Did you have to? Marty (laughs) Linger.
0: Oh, poor Marty. I
1: know. He was really popular. He didn't care. Okay. (laughs) So instead of going to school like a normal person... Kate decides to go snooping through Martin's bedroom. He has a monogram towel just laying on his sink for some reason, and I'm so bothered by this. Like these are not towels you that you would use every day. You use your monogram towels every day? No, do you,
0: you don't. I don't let anybody touch mine.
1: You have monogram towels?
0: My mother-in-law gave them to us.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And she is like, do you know I paid hardly anything for those? I can't believe you treat them like they're from the Ritz-Carlton. She's like, use them. I'm like, no.
1: No, they're your fancy towels. Like, you put them in your guest bathroom when people they come are over. They are my fancy
0: ta- that They are up in my guest bathroom, but they're on a different rack that's not right, right next to the thing. So people know not to touch them. God.
1: I, have fan- I don't have fancy, but I have towels in my bathroom that are not to be wiping your hands on towels. So I understand. Yeah, but so right. Martin... Get with a program. This is why you need a grown-up woman and not a teenager. <laughs> yeah. So Kate is suddenly in Martin's closet, and she's putting on one of his shirt, and she's smelling it for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I'm so confused by this child. And then we cut to her in the kitchen, and she is burning the shit out of a frozen pizza and sets off a smoke alarm just as Martin returns home. He's like, hey, what are you still doing here? And asked her why she wasn't in school. And she says, well, I didn't know what to say, Martin. And I don't know what to say about where I've been. And I need help because I'm not a good liar. And he's like, well, listen, your mom came to school to see me specifically. And if she finds out now that I lied and goes to the police, I could lose my job or worse. This is the only time Martin's had any sense. Mm -hmm. But we all know that this is, he's just, it's covering his own ass. That's all he's worrying Mm -hmm. about. And Kate's immediately apologetic. I didn't mean to get you in trouble. I just wanted to prance around in your clothes today. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And he's like, you need to go. Well, then the phone rings and they both just stare at it for some reason. Like, like it's Joy's mom. Like, I know she's there. Or Kate's (laughs) mom. Whatever. So Martin answers it and it's a detective for some reason. And he's, he's like, that's terrible news, detective. Thank you for letting me know. All of a sudden, he goes over and slams the curtain shuts, and he's like, well, you're officially a missing person. The police are looking for you. Kate says, well, I can fix this. I'll just go home. And do what? Tell your mom they've been here for more than 24 hours? And she just keeps saying, I'm not a good liar. I need your help. Gross. Just gross. Mm -hmm. So um, Martin says, (sighs) he's just, he needs to think. He just needs some time. So he pours himself a drink in two glasses. So weird. (laughs) And then he hands one to Kate and tells her, what what am I doing? Don't drink that. I totally forgot that you're not 21. you know, in those two seconds we were just talking about how you're an underage teen in my house. Uh He's so manipulative. I kind of love how they wrote this. I think they really captured grooming Mm -hmm. in the way that it makes it
0: gross. Yeah, it's like a teacher. What is it with us in these grooming shows? Right.
1: But I think I, well done. People, thank you for making it well-known to kids because it's so gross. Mm -hmm. Kate asked Martin, what should we do? He's like, well, I should have called your mom or the cops last night and had some common sense, but I was just thinking about your boobs, and I didn't. (laughs) Kate says, well, my mom hit me. You were trying to help me. I just, you know what? When I'm trying to work on my homework because, you know, I'm 15 and I go to school, Sometimes I need a distraction. You know, if I'm thinking about a homework problem and I just can't get it, I go for a run. She's like, how about we play a game? Do you have Monopoly or a deck of cards? And he's like, I don't know, maybe.
0: And she says, well, how about Never Have I Ever? That's a pretty big leap from Monopoly right? to Never Have I Ever. Just
1: or what, I mean, why don't you just go straight through dare? I mean,
0: seriously. What about Nerds, God.
1: God, seriously. Where is what's or nuts when you need her? <laughs> Martin says, a drinking game? <laughs> You're very convincing. And she's like, well, I am on the debate team, you know. And so he very slyly says, never have I ever been on the debate team. In my life." I have, he makes my skin crawl. He just, Bleh. and Kate says, oh, my God, Martin, you sly dog. I handed you that line and starts tossing back a drink because that's just
0: where we're at now. Okay, I have to admit that I don't thoroughly understand never have I ever. Oh. I think you're supposed to you say take never dr- have I ever done something, but it's something that you haven't done. And if the other person has done it, then they drink. No, Is that you, correct? You can say
1: whatever. I can say never have oh, okay. I ever had a podcast, and then we both have to drink. But Okay. It, you just, oh. And sometimes it's about saying, like, never have I ever had a threesome. And you can just, like, show off, like, oh, yeah, I did, and take a drink. It's just... It's stupid. It's just, like, okay. a
0: dumb yeah, game. I just drank, um, didn't need a game. We played President and Asshole. Fine, never heard of that.
1: I, I can't remember the rules, because apparently I was always the asshole, and I drank way too much.
0: I don't remember. Yep, nope, never heard of it. Just, I've heard of Boone's Farms. Okay, so... Back in therapy, Kate is saying how she still feels bad about Martin because of their friendship. And the therapist is like, let's go back to that. It was not really a friendship. Back to the drinking game. Kate wants to know how old he is. He kind of dodges the question. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I know that I seem super mature, too. Since she thought, you know, I was a grown up at the garden party. I'm not like crease old. But yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I do seem like pretty old. I take my kinkgo bolova, Thank
1: you very much.
0: Then he says, never have I ever kissed someone older. And she says, ha, Jamie, six months older. So she drinks. And then he asks if she's ever kissed anyone significantly older. (laughs) She says, no. And then she says, are you daring me to? And he says, no. And then he says, you're ridiculously beautiful and smart, but no. This is so... Gross, Gross. This yeah. whole, The therapist um, asks her if she was afraid of disappointing Martin, and she says she was afraid of disappointing anyone. She was raised already, to be afraid of disappointing. Yeah, we've, yeah, because so we've sad. already established that Joy, that she feels like Joy raised her to just be, you know, blindly obedient and to only worry about making other people happy so in 1993 she tells him she's sleepy well i mean she's drunk sleepy and they agree to go to bed
1: he says it's bedtime and it's so he says Uh, it a lot and it's, it's
0: it's gross it's like he acts like a father figure but wants to be a romantic partner it's so gross and the lines are so blurry i don't like it at all
1: on-screen text tells us day 21. So we're about a month in. And we see Martin is going up the stairs, creeping up the stairs, and Kate is hiding in a closet. She is breathing hard. She is like, looks like she's terrified. All of a sudden, he throws open the door and says, got you. She squeals kisses him and says you have to tag me first and they take off running in this like slow-mo thing down the stairs and he grabs her and starts kissing her and she says stop no i'm all sweaty and he says okay we'll take a shower and then the news is on because it's always on because it's skyland and they're saying that friends and family are still searching for kate wallace the beautiful high school student who went missing we hear kate in the shower singing and Martin goes in the bathroom and shuts the door because obviously he's going to shower with her and we are all repulsed because uh, it's yeah. gross. Uh. Now on screen's text tells us it's day 30. Martin is getting ready for work and Kate asked him to skip work and stay home with her. She's bored. He tells her that, you know, he said you tell me this every day. Why don't you go through the travel guides and pick a place for us to go when it's safe? And he's like, how about for your 18th birthday? Think of it like homework. Is she not aware that that's three years?
0: He's telling her he wants to hide out in her in hide house. her for three years. That's and it's like, oh yeah, that's three years is no time. Side note: How old do you think that Martin is supposed to be?
1: Thirty-three. Okay, I
0: was I don't gonna know. say thirty-five. So uh, yeah, I was I've... gonna say yeah. So I think we're jived. Oh, and, yep.
1: I hadn't thought about it, but that's it's the number I pulled out of my ass. So. Okay. Later that same night, Kate is making the bed and telling Martin, maybe they shouldn't go on vacation, but instead, move away to Thailand or something. Or we could go to France or Bora Bora. And he's like, you in a bikini every day? I'm in. Bedtime. (laughs) And he throws her on the bed and she says, what about Morocco? I'm gagging. It's just gross. Uh Mm-hmm. So, on screen text tells us day 34. So, this is only four days later. How did I not realize it's only four days later? Kate and Martin are laying on the couch, disgusting. Disgusting.
0: (laughs) It's disgusting. (laughs) Freudians. There you go. Yeah, it is.
1: So, uh, Kate and Martin are laying on the couch, discussing. (laughs) I had this in my notes the captain's parents. And I was like, who's the captain? Oh, Captain (laughs) Taneel. (laughs) <laughs> and uh Kate says well did you know that they are 15 years apart in age she's like so see people wouldn't care about our age difference and Martin tells her don't be in such a rush to grow up I only like you when you're under 18 so <laughs> <laughs> calm down yeah and she's like why not why we could be a real couple my parents already like you and I miss them he's like "I'm, um, I'm sorry you have to choose between them and me I want the world for you but not now not here and she's like, so let's just go to Bora Bora. <laughs> and all of a sudden they hear a thump outside and Martin jumps just like the cops are at the door and he has to flush the weed real quick. And then the doorbell rings and Kate's like, it's Sunday. Who is that? Like, who's coming during the week? Like, that they have to right. from. He picks her up and like grabs her by the arm and just hurls her into a closet as he's yanking on pants, pajama pants, because he was in like boxers. And I was like, why? It's Greg Turner at the door apparently this is the main thoroughfare in town as usual and his tire blew out and he needs to use the phone and martin says um yeah well i'm sick and my house is a mess and greg's like i don't care and just is the rudest person ever just pushes his way in and then he just like oh here's your phone grabs it and then he's like and starts grabbing the phone he's like oh i see all the travel guides are you planning on making your escape and martin's like excuse me what? And <laughs> Greg says, oh, those must be for the around the world theme at the dance. Jeanette won't stop talking about it. And this Jamie kid, it's the worst. Greg is one of those walk talkers. So he gets on the phone and he's calling Cindy and she answers and he starts just strolling around the house.
0: I'm a walk and talker. Oh, it's <laughs> so bad. I cannot sit still and talk on the phone. I hate talking on the phone.
1: He's telling me I got a flat but I'm at Martin's house, you know, like on the main freeway in town, just (laughs) chilling over here. Can you come get me? And then he, you know, he gets up, bye Cindy! And he notices two coffee cups are sitting on the table and he's like, wait! Is someone else here? You know when I barged into your house unannounced on a (laughs) Sunday morning? Greg says, "Uh, am I ruining a morning after? (laughs) (laughs) and martin says no they're both mine and i'm just lazy Grace's like cool no problem he leaves martin flips out and kate comes out of the closet and says oh my god that was just too close and she's like yeah you shoved me in a closet and immediately martin just starts hanging heavy curtains over his glass doors
0: He's, he just had those in. That's his right, he's still somewhere. in his pajamas.
1: Yeah. So did he just had those just he had the curtain rods, he had the heavy curtains just in a drawer mm-hmm. somewhere.
0: And like that's not going to look suspicious from outside. Every window in his house is covered with a dark like a what are those called? The you know what I'm the talking light about? Light anyway, blockers. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that every window of his house is covered with some big curtain. I, I don't well, know. I mean I could,
1: get, I could get behind curtains because I have curtains like that in our in the kids' playroom because I don't want anybody looking in. But he had one of those very 80s, 90s etched glass front doors with, like, just the circle door etched yes. glass. And then he put a big curtain over that. That is suspicious yeah. as fuck.
0: Well, and, and the day before all his windows are open and, you know, you can see in when it's dark, you can look in. And then the next night they're... Every window is covered with a huge curtain. That's not going to erase some and, alarm bells in a town where there's a missing girl. And the town where that his house is located on the main thoroughfare, so
1: everybody knows what it looks and, like when right, they go by.
0: People pee in the front yard. People's <laughs> car break down the front yard. Getting Nobody's drunk and just that. falling
1: over like Kate. And seriously,
0: I mean, sure, okay. Cut to day 64. It's Halloween and Kate's a kid. She wants to do Halloween. She wants to hand out candy and she, I'll even wear a mask. And Martin's like, No, who are we going to say is under the mask, which is a good point. And he says, No, uh, we can just watch scary movies and eat candy. But he's got to go to a PTA meeting. Why a do PTA they have one on, meeting Halloween? on Halloween? Right. Okay. What kind of parents are these that they want to go to a PTA <laughs> meeting and not take their kids out? No, never. She asks if the cops are still hanging around. And he says, no, the general consensus is that you ran away. So you're, you're gone. People will stop looking for you. So if they find you here, that's gonna be bad. Okay. And cut to 1994. Or maybe it's like a, her voice over top of the scene I don't remember the therapist wants to know what kept you there and Kate says that he kept making her feel like she had to choose between him and the outside world which was literally a conversation they had Mm -hmm. however many days ago that was and she said for a long time I chose him she said we knew what we were doing was wrong but we didn't talk about it so they're watching a scary movie now, and Kate wants to know how this ends. She's not talking about the movie. She's talking about this, quote, bubble we have. And he's like, shut up and watch the movie. <laughs> In the therapy session, Kate says that by this time, by Halloween, she wanted to have real conversations about their relationship and where this was going. But Martin didn't. So day 89, they're eating together, and this is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And she asks if he's seen her parents. How are they? He says, no, I haven't seen them. I've been too busy with work. And she is looking at the stuffing that he's made. And he's put apples in it. And she's, like, making an ick face. And he's like, you have to try one bite. That's the rule. (laughs) One bite. Because she. He treats her like a child. She says, My mom doesn't make it that way. I'm nostalgic about Joy's stuffing, I guess. And he's like, Well, we can just make up a new stuffing recipe that we both like, you know, because we got three years to kill before you can be seen in public.
1: I love it. I have the. He's been buried in work. And I was like, Yeah, those halls aren't going to monitor themselves, kids.
0: (laughs) Isn't he the vice principal? like no offense vice principals out there but like he's i don't i don't know i thought a lot of the stuff that he's doing fell to the principal i maybe i just don't understand the
1: the hierarchy
0: hierarchy of schools. see we had mm,
1: i guess we didn't have a yeah we did we had a we have a vice principal here and the vice principal wasn't has like a whole different list of responsibilities that's i don't know whatevs anywho nobody should put apples in stuffing that's all we should talk about because that's gross
0: oh yeah that's like keep grapes out of chicken salad yeah or well, or it.
1: oysters in your stuffing who hurt you that you need to, think to do that
0: oh the East Coast
1: like Maine they all do like oyster stuffing oysters and cranberries like that's
0: disgusting I don't ha- I don't have any I- no comment
1: sorry East Coasters you're
0: wrong that's just mm, that's gross nope, nope, nope. I'm an east coaster but I'm not a northeast yeah, coaster nor- yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah mm-mm, mm-mm. nope
1: no, you keep Gross. that crap over there. Gross. You know, we didn't have Paul Revere running his ass off for oysters and stuff. So that
0: you could put oysters and stuffing. Right. What the fuck? No. I don't know
1: why Paul Revere was my go-to. That was the first person I could think <laughs> of. That was like, Boston, Paul Revere. Yeah, there you go. I
0: could have gone with Hamilton. Chose not to. Thank you. You know Hamilton <laughs> didn't put some damn oysters in his stuffing.
1: He said no to this.
0: He said No. <laughs>
1: I gotta say no to this.
0: He, he was asking, "How do I say no to this?" And like, I I think very easily. No, He's like
1: no. Mm-mm.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Day one hundred and eighteen. Fourteen. Oh, is it fourteen? I have one four one eighteen. I might have just typed it wrong. Is it one fourteen? I don't know. I have one
0: fourteen. Maybe I typed it wrong.
1: Somewhere in the one fourteen <laughs> to one eighteen ish area. I mean, four days plus or minus.
0: Hey, a lot changed in that other four days. So yes, yeah, sure. You don't have-
1: Kate is on voiceover saying, he wanted me to pretend that everything I need to be happy was in that house with him. It's Christmas Eve and she is still in bed and Martin brings her, I think, it looks like tea and Christmas cookies. Mm -hmm. It might be hot chocolate. Not sure.
0: That's exactly what I said. Tea.
1: And he says, you know, you haven't been out of bed all day and it's like 430 or whatever. She's like, I'm not hungry. And he's like, get out of bed. Well, I'll make you whatever you want to eat. She's like, you know what I really want? A soft pretzel. Like the ones they sell at the mall. And a bejeweled flask of vodka. And (laughs) I miss the mall, and I miss the movies. I miss sunlight on my skin and other people. But mostly the mall, Martin. (sighs) That's an. That wasn't just me. That was a real line from this show. (laughs) He's like, "Well, fine. Stay in bed then. I'm going to run errands." And we see him leave. First of all, I was like, "Is he at the WalMarts? What has happened? Where's he at? He's at the mall." He goes to the mall, and guess who else is there? Jeanette Turner on her bike with no glasses or braces because she's cool now. Just as Martin's, like, walking up to the mall, all of a sudden cops pull up, sirens blaring... And they get out and they, Martin raises his hands up like, oh, shit. <laughs> but no, they're after, they run past him. They're after like a shoplifter or something, which I worked at the mall and the cops never freaking came. We had mall security Hello? for that. they
0: didn't do that for Jeanette. They didn't even do it for Jamie who was swimming around in the mall fountain. Yeah, so what? what is, I
1: mean, Santa must have like beheaded a do? kid or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, Kate is
1: back at the house and she is looking at the TV and sighing heavily she decides to go pick up the phone and she dials a number and then the tv is playing is that what is that movie i don't even know is it casablanca i don't know it's some movie in the background it's a wonderful life i don't know i don't know and then she picks up the snow globe and she turns it on it's playing that awful tinny music and she has chose to call jamie's private line which has an answering machine So now this explains the weird message that Jamie got that he kept that has that people talking in the background, the weird Christmas music, and just breathing. So it was Kate that made this call. Outside of the house, we see Jeanette has rode up and she's going to be walking on into Martin's house because he's at the mall. So she knows his house is empty, right?
0: He's got neighbors and we've already discussed this is the thoroughfare and she just walks right in.
1: Yeah, the big heavy curtains mean nothing to Jeanette.
0: Kate hears the door
1: open and, like, she doesn't even think it's Martin. He must never use the front door. I don't know. She hears the door open and takes off running up the stairs. And Janette weaves her way in through all the curtains and yells, Hello! These curtains are new. I like them. <laughs> She's the politest trespasser I've ever known. So Kate flips off the TV and drops the phone and runs upstairs in, like, 2.2 seconds. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how she does it so fast. Jeanette walks through the heavy curtains and immediately goes over and, like, picks up the snow globe. She's like, this will be great for my collection of stolen things. And she hears the floorboards creak upstairs. And she's like, oh, shit, somebody's here. She runs out and slams the door. So, I mean, if it is, somebody is there. Yeah, announce yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as she's running away, she pulls up her hood and jumps on her bike, conveniently leaving the tacky necklace that says, you go, girl, behind. I was like, why is she still wearing it? She was cool girl now. She, you know,
0: she's not friends with
1: Mallory I anymore. I know.
0: She's not going to wear that anymore. That's right? so
1: dumb. Kate comes downstairs. She flips off the light, which is super, consp- like, hello. <laughs> all the lights just went off in the house. And then she <laughs> stares out the window, and she hears the bicycle, bicycle spokes clicking as Jeanette leaves. And Kate comes back, and she sees the necklace on the ground, and she slips it in her back pocket. But she doesn't tell Martin. She tells the therapist she didn't tell Martin about... Jeanette, because she liked having a secret from him that was just hers. Martin comes home apparently through the back door, and he's brought her mall pretzels—sweet but stupid gesture. And Kate immediately says it's cold; <laughs> they're even cold in the mall. Kate, so calm oh, down. Oh, so god. And mm-hmm. so the therapist says, on some level, you hope Jeanette would call the authorities, and you could be forced apart instead of you leaving him. And I was like, oh damn, just got you there.
0: But how? She had to know that whoever was outside didn't see her. And how would they even know? I don't, I, this whole thing makes no sense to me. She clearly did not see her.
1: Right. I don't know. I think she, I think Trauma. just the idea that this could have been an out for her, I think is what, because she wasn't going to yeah. leave him on her own. So Martin yeah. asked Kate if she wants to go sit at the table and eat her cold pretzel. And she tells him, no, I want to go to bed. And he says, anxious to open your presents from Santa? <laughs> I mean, me. Yeah. Gross.
0: <sighs> so gross. So, in the therapy session, she's telling the therapist that she actually did leave once. And we see her sneaking out of the bedroom at night. And she's creeping over in the window at her parents' house. And they are laughing and seemingly having a grand old time. So Kate figures, well, they don't miss me at all. They don't care. And she runs away. And the second she is not watching them anymore, they start crying and talking about how sad they are. You know, that she's gone. And she sneaks back into Martin's house and climbs back into bed with him. So now, yay, Merry Christmas. They're opening presents. He got her a pearl necklace. I'm like, that's what you get a teenager. Yeah, but
1: pearl necklace be so much, makes her so much older.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. But she loves it, immediately puts it on. Cut to her wearing a red dress and the pearls. And this is the red dress we saw in one of the very first basement scenes. So tonight's the night. She's going in the basement. They're eating Christmas dinner. I was like, Martin sure does cook a lot. And I. I gotta even give him credit for that. I'd like a man that cooks. He comments that she seems better and he wants to know why, why, what happened? And she's like, oh, nothing. I'm, I'm just happy that it's Christmas. And he's like, oh, yeah, is that it? Um, what about sneaking out last night? You feeling guilty about that at all? And in therapy, she's telling Sylvia that Christmas was the first time she was truly afraid of him. And Sylvia says that's because he was running out of tools to manipulate you. Those potatoes aren't going to keep her around forever, Martin. Mm-hmm. He wants to know where she went. Where did you go? She says, don't be mad. He's like, I'll be mad if I want to. <laughs> she says she went to her old house. Oh, the way she said that made me, like, just shiver. Her old house. But she didn't go in. She just was looking at him through the window. Immediately... Martin, me, 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 all about me. Do you know how bad this would be for me if anyone saw you? Like, did you think about me for one second and how I could lose my job, my reputation, I could go to jail, blah. And she's like, look, I'm stuck here and I'm tired of hiding. Martin says, I do everything for you to make this a wonderful, loving home. See how loving this is? So loving. (sighs) He says, you better never do that again. And she's like, okay, so you're saying I can't, go outside ever again he says uh yeah i mean until you're 18 and she says well that sounds an awful lot like you're my kidnapper
1: he says like i'm your dad she's like no like you're my kidnapper he says don't say that she takes off her necklace and says she wants to leave and he says i don't believe you
0: i'm going maybe not home but i'm going he says is, is that what you want and she says yes and takes off the pearls she's super serious uh, he says, again, think about me, my career, my life would be over and hey, this won't look good for you either. And she's like, I don't care. I'm 15. I'm sure people would understand that maybe I made some bad decisions. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'm going to pack my stuff. And he's begging her to stay, telling her he loves her. And she's like, where's my suitcase? And he says, it's in the basement. Yikes. So she walks downstairs. We all know what's coming. He closes the door and locks it. She's very confused at first, and she's calling for him and jiggling the door handle like this wasn't an accident, sweetheart. You're you're down there for good. He puts on some Christmas music because locking your underage girlfriend in the basement really puts one in the holiday spirit. And that's the end of episode nine.
1: Yeah, he's made a choice because even if she mm-hmm. forgives him. He's locked here in the basement. There's no coming back from it now. And then,
0: yeah, that episode is over. That ended really quickly. What was his plan? I don't think he had he one. He did not have one. At that moment. He just... It he was wanted just, to He had her. to keep her there. Right. He had to keep her there. He and... had to stay in control. Yeah.
1: There was no plan because the basement was empty. I mean, there... I mean, it wasn't like he had prepared anything. It was... Right, no. It was just... Just saying what... And I mean who's got an outside lock on their basement door and why
0: yeah that's weird i know he didn't have a plan but he's going to keep her down there for three years she's going to be totally cool with that and then when he lets her out they can have a relationship or he's just going to keep her down there forever i mean because as this goes along and he does establish the downstairs as her domicile what is he thinking is that his Maybe plan? He's,
1: he's thinking it's a Beauty and the Beast situation. She's going to come out of this and love him. It's going to be a whole Stockholm right, Syndrome Stockholm thing. Stockholm
0: Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Or he's
1: going to be like that awful German guy that kept his daughter in the basement for like 25 oh, years. Oh,
0: God. Yes. And made
1: her have a bunch of children and all that horribleness. So,
0: mm, so many gosh. options for our boy yeah, Martin. True. All right. One more episode. And the next one is trial and lots of what's the word i'm looking for
1: they're tying up all the loose ends with this last one yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. we got a
1: lot of answers not all the answers that we we not... want and deserve yeah but apparently there's a second season so i don't know what i don't somebody else is getting thrown in the basement next season what? i'm hoping it's teneal Jeanette <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to see any more Jeanette. teneal might be fun in a basement
0: that's true, because if we put Jeanette in the basement, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to check in on her all the time. I'm right. thinking
1: maybe Ben is kind of creepy, so he could probably put Vincent in the basement. Not, mm-hmm. I don't want really anything happen yeah. to our little baby love, Vincent, no. but Ben don't is weird. Ben is weird. So, I don't know. Go in the basement. I want to talk about my dead mom some more. Oh, okay, thanks, Ben. <laughs> see you in a minute.
0: All right. Well, if you want to tell us... Who you would put in your basement uh, and keep as your little plaything? No, let's not do that. Robert if you... Jr. If <laughs> you. I like how you already had it. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it. Uh, if you want to tell us. Your favorite mall food. Oh, yeah, because Auntie Anne's, I'm telling you, there is nothing wrong with a pretzel from Auntie Anne's with the cheese sauce, too. Or the cinnamon sugar sugar one. So good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you want to tell us your favorite mall food or um, tell us what disgusting thing you add to your stuffing, you could do that (laughs) in like a million places. But why don't you just give us the Top three. go Top three.
1: How about I just mm-hmm. tell you the ones I can remember? Okay. I have, you can go to Instagram or Facebook at that so original podcast. You can go to Twitter at that so pod. You can like us and follow us and all the things on Spotify. You can send us an email at thatsooriginalpodcast at gmail.com. You can go out to our website and check it out. Because, come on, people. We need somebody other than Russian bots or whatever they are (laughs) doing it. So, thatsooriginalpodcast.com. Or, you know, like us, review us on iTunes. We know you're out there. If you don't tell us that you're out there, we're going to start putting random celebrities in our basements. Just putting it out there. That's right. They might be local celebrities. They might not be that that (laughs) big because sometimes it's hard to get a hold of Robert Downey Jr. at a moment's notice.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah, if you could just comment on one of our Instagram posts. Like these ridiculous memes that I agonize over every week to try to make you chuckle for three seconds. You owe me at least that.
1: And also we want to know what you want to watch want us to watch next cuz we're rounding the thing here we're finishing up
0: I know and I don't have any idea and it's I Kelly's pick so save me
1: because she picks some weird shit sometimes
0: <laughs> At least I don't pick any things that are going to make you cry Listen
1: all I got to say is but, the vast of night and there you go
0: Hey then you're going to had a, a You're going to bring up horrible, talking about what that what was movie. that
1: what was that horrible Was it Sylvia or what was that lady's name? With Elizabeth
0: Moss. Shirley Shirley Shirley, That
1: was Shirley. Shirley that was a
0: terrible movie. (laughs) That was painful. Okay. Yeah. Let us know if you have any suggestions and we are out of here. We'll be talking to you next time about the season finale of Cruel Summer. And I think we're gonna finish it before the summer ends, so go us. I wasn't sure it was going to happen. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.